we're here. Yeah, we are. And we have a confession to make. Yes. And by we, I mean me. I messed it up somehow. I don't know how. Apparently, I wanted to hear myself and not you because that's how the recording came out. A lot of people want to hear yourself and not <laughs> me. So let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, uh, once Colin, our editor, started playing it, he's like, I can't. Yeah. Anyways, so we're here to now officially record for the first time. Wink, wink. Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man trilogy, and... The Amazing Spider-Man, starring... Andrew Garfield? Yes. Yeah, him. Yeah. And we won't do a... There will be no coffee talk because of the uh, mess up, so... Because of the late hour at which we're recording, uh-huh. I think we're going to skip some small talk as well. We're just going to jump right into it today. Yeah. Let's... I feel so off base now. I know. But so, we're going to roll with it. I think we're going to roll I, with I, it. I think this will turn out fine. I think we'll be okay. Nobody's even going to know. <laughs> Who's going to know? The six people that listen to us. There's like 21. There's a few. Yeah. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into... Uh, we're going to we're gonna talk about the Sam raimi verse, which is Tobey Maguire starting in 2002 and ending in 2007. Seven, yeah. Was it seven? Yep. Yeah. Yes, it was seven. Yeah, the last seven. one was so seven. Uh great trilogy i mean well uh, mediocre trilogy mediocre trilogy say. first two movies are really good the third one kind of put the kibosh on it having that super cool like yeah yeah definitely uh, um but sam raimi's background being that horror movie background like having his foot in the horror hand in the hand in the horror, of the horror movies <laughs> uh it's People got did. it. They've got a horror esque feel, feel to it. Yeah. Uh, the way they're shot, um, the constant screaming. I'll be honest though, they l- definitely lose them. They lose the horror aspects as the trilogy goes on. Yes. Like that first one is really edgy, edgy with air quotes, kind of because yeah. it's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it is slightly. And then the second one's got. The screaming. There's a lot of screaming. The screaming in the second one was like a ridiculous amount. Yes. And just blood, like Doc Ock walking up the side of buildings and some like lady just like looking at him. Very true. That was more the horror of that. The first one you had, Green Goblin was just terrifying. Was just dual personality in the mirror kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even know what the third one was. And I'll be honest. Dumpster fire. We watched the third one. Some of this feels like deja vu. We watched... (laughs) The third one with the kids. We let that. We let the kids watch it with us because it's the most cheesy cartoony out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And three quarters of the way through the movie, Gabe looks at me and he's like, "What is this even about?" <laughs> and I said, "Son, this movie's been out for almost what is it? Sixteen years, years? Fourteen years? Yeah. And I don't even know. Yeah, I still don't know to this day. Sam Raimi didn't know what that movie was about." Nobody in that movie knew what it was about because I feel like Sam Raimi knew. I feel like Sam Raimi knew, but in the steering, about while he's driving, he intentionally turned into the off the edge of a cliff. So he knew what it was, but it's it's a dumpster fire. It's a crashed <laughs> car at the bottom of a hill kind of movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, they just didn't know what direction they wanted to go with it. Well, I I think it's a big studio interference film too. Yeah, which at the time wasn't happening near as much as what we see now. But that third one was definitely like, 
you're going to put this in your movie whether you want to or not. And he's like, I already have a script. I already have a cast. I'm, I'm, I'm already ready. But we need Venom. Overlords at yeah. Sony because they're just so well-known for doing all the right stuff. Is Sony afraid of becoming successful? <laughs> like, is that what this is about? Like, they saw Sam Raimi taking and like, we're going to have a super really good trilogy. <laughs> no, we're going to destroy it. We got to destroy this. They... Only in the comic book vein, I feel like. And I can't even say in regards to their other movies because I don't know. The interview. Rash. Seth Rogen. Oh. And... Uh, that's a Sony yeah. property? Okay, yeah. No, they don't like to be successful. <laughs> they don't. Even their gaming systems suck. No, I think... Just, I really don't know. One of the big things that I saw, too, and you can correlate it to the MCU, and the MCU has so far been flawless in their casting choices like 100% flawless in their casting choices one thing I'll give this movie this trilogy the Sam Raimi's trilogy is that the casting's really good if you look at it yeah throughout all the movies minus Topher Grace in the third one we're, I feel like we're, we're focusing on the third one and I hate that but in all actuality it's the truth that it overshadows the other two so much that it mm -hmm. makes the series null and void the first two movies are good yeah and you got William Defoe's estranged, psychotic performance, which was really good for that movie, and then you get uh, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus performance in the second one, which is great. Yeah, it's very theatrical. It's overboard. Mm -hmm. He comes from theater. That's what they wanted. That's yeah. what Sam Raimi wanted in that movie, and it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what he's going to do now in a in a different Spider Verse. Being that same character because he's he's beloved, I think, at this point. You know, and I know you know as well as I know that special features of that DVD are some of the they'll Oh yeah. For all time be some of the greatest. Yeah, you get Alfred Molina singing If I Was a Rich Man. <laughs> with, with the Doc Ock <laughs> arms attached. Where there were strings. <laughs> you could see the strings and somebody was dancing the strings to the arms. I love it. It's great. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know who who else at that time would you have been able to cast as like Doc Ock. Ooh. I don't even know. Nobody. Yeah. Again, it was just a perfect choice. I'm sure ten other people could have done just as well a job, but why not? And he was at the peak of his uh so in ranking like these three Sam Raimi trilogy and stuff, like how would you where would you rank these films at? Like in order of these like that just the Sam Raimi trilogy? Oh, I would say one, two, three. The order they came out. The order, the order they came out in and were released theatrically. Correct. Yeah. I, I would probably say two, th two, one, three. Just because you like. I really, I really enjoy Alfred Molina's Doc That Ock story in that. that first one's really good. Oh, no, it is. And that... nothing beats that scene where the Green Goblin is in the burning building with the rag over his head, pretending to be an old woman, and then turns around and kicks Peter. There's a burning building in the second one too, when Peter rescues that little girl. Oh gosh, the the baby, like the. You know what else is a common theme, and I noticed this in watching. When we rewatched the third one, there was a scene in every Spider-Man movie, and by everyone I don't mean just this trilogy. In all Spider-Man movies, where he either swings or lands in front of an American flag. Really? Yes. Every single movie. Even the MCU. Really? Huh. That's interesting. And to that I say, America. I find 
this this trilogy is it does date itself and some of the CGI stuff. Uh, I mean, Spider Man is just throwing webs and you don't see where it's connecting to at all. <laughs> it's just like in the air and he's like swinging. It's like what do you? There's nothing around. Yes. Uh, and also in the fact that uh, Peter Parker has to use a payphone. So yeah. true. Very true. Uh, it's like because I think when I think back to when these came out, I was like, well, they were cell phones. But not everyone not had everybody. a cell phone. No, not it then. wasn't common. Uh, That's crazy because it's not that long ago. No, it's not. 20 years ago when this first one came out. Where would you rank Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the lineage of, of Spider-Man? Ooh. I think. Well, so Andrew Garfield's my favorite. Okay. Like, he's... I, I really liked his performance. Um, and then I'd probably go with uh, I'd probably go with Tom Holland as a second, and then Tobey Maguire. I think I would be Tom Holland first, Andrew Garfield second, and Tobey Maguire third. Again, when I'm picturing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, I don't see Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man 2. I see Spider-Man 3, black suit Spider-Man, that hair in his eyes. That's That movie's just derailed the memories of that trilogy for me so much that I don't even think he is a good Spider-Man. And I think he was really decent in that first one, aside from the fact that they were all 25-year-olds, 26-year-olds playing yeah. high schoolers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That definitely, that has a hit. it's hard to look at that movie and be like, he's in high school? They're older than the teachers. Yeah. Like when, that, <laughs> when they're at Oscorp, I think they went to Oscorp. Mm-hmm. Or whatever science museum they went to, and that's where he gets bit, and that the the, the black guy was their teacher. Uh huh. And I was like, all of these students look older than that man, or at least the same age. <laughs> at least the same age. He is looking up to them. Yeah. Like you guys better be quiet. I mean, in Flash and that. Yes. He's like just jacked. Oh, and I mean, he's a great actor. Uh. Joe Mangiello. Yeah. Great actor. I love him in in a bunch of stuff, but. Too big for this. Yeah. Too big. Yeah, the, yeah. the casting, they just... But I think at that point, people didn't really care. They weren't looking for accuracy in, like, the ages. They were just looking for, like, oh, who who fits the role, like... Especially in comic book stuff. I would yeah. I would agree that they're like, okay, well, this guy's face kind of looks like the comic book character's yeah. face. Because you got to think this was around the same time that we were getting X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just psyched that we were seeing... X-Men on the screen or Spider-Man on the screen. So, yeah, I, I would agree that. And maybe it's just 2021 fans as opposed to 2002 fans mm-hmm. where we're like, no, every minute detail has to be completely accurate to what I know. It doesn't even have to be accurate to the comics, but just yeah. to what I know the character to be. Yeah. He has to be 16 and three quarters age. And. <laughs> well, that's the thing, the thing, too, with like going younger you have a better chance of being able to make more movies. Like Tom Holland, he can play Spider-Man for the next 30 years. I mean, but he even recently came out and said, if I'm playing Spider-Man past 30, I'm doing something wrong. Like literally an interview really? two months ago. And he's 25 or 26. Yeah. So he doesn't want to do this forever. No. He's Which a good actor. I can understand. I, yeah. He's a decent actor. Uh, I think he needs to pick his roles better. I mean, chaos walking, really. Uh, yeah, Chaos Walking, and then he's doing that Uncharted movie. Okay. But, but he did Heart of the Sea, 
which was that Ron, oh, Ron, Ron Howard movie, uh, which he did great in. We're getting so off topic. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Kirsten Dunst and James Franco? Going back to that, though, I think you're right. As far as the comic book appearance goes, I think they did well. Yeah. James Franco, though, his character... I'm trying to think of like the comic. It's hard for me to remember now. Was he even in the comics, or was that more like a '90s thing that was? And it may have the been cartoons it that was kind of written in. Because uh, those first, no, yeah, those Sam Raimi's trilogy really took more. Like obviously it was horror, but it really they pulled a lot from the '90s, like Amazing Spider-Man cartoon and stuff like oh with yeah mary using mary jane and stuff because she was really prevalent in that uh and i think kristen dunst was a great choice for that character i don't think uh i think she did well until three yeah but again everyone everyone definitely aged out of those roles by three and you could tell none of them wanted to be there yeah even toby mcguire i think some of the anger we've seen on set was real was real and it's just him not acting just being <laughs> Yeah. Uh, They're nostalgic movies, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this. I remember the first time I watched it was on pay per view. Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches pay per view anymore? Uh, mm. It's still a thing. I just, oh, yeah. Um, it obviously makes money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I remember reading it on there and watching it. And this yeah. gave us J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jam- Jameson. That right there is probably the most perfect cast like yes i think that's the most per- i feel like it's equivalent to picking samuel jackson as nick fury yeah like the actor retroactively made the character uh-huh you know because in the comics again just looking at nick fury the guy was white it was a completely different everything mm-hmm. yeah oh and as soon as he was cast everything changed for that character and everybody loves it same yeah. thing here. Same thing with Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. But just you don't even look at J.K. Simmons without going, I know that guy. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's because of J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. He's got some of the best lines in the entire movie, in all of those like all movies. Of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was definitely the funniest part of those that trilogy. Yeah, it's like now like now you think of like what the MCU's done with all their movies and even the Spider-Man ones, and there's like everybody's funny. I know. Not everyone is, was funny in that, which is fine. I like that. It's a different type it, of movie. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree with you. You had your kind of cheesy actors doing yeah. cheesy roles and everybody else is just stone face serious. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's not a funny Spider-Man. Like, no. G- going in, like, once you get past, once you get into the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and stuff, he's a little more corny, a little more cheesy, like. A little more on the nose. Yeah. This guy's dead serious. Yeah. Like, he took the death of his uncle. The worst out of all yeah. of them. What do you think? Okay, who's the better Uncle Ben and Aunt May from the these two? Just well, yeah. There's no Uncle Ben and me. Well, the Tom new ones, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I think okay, just to take it off the table, I think Tom Holland's for me the best Spider-Man, and I also think Marissa Tomei is the best. Oh yeah, Aunt May. Yes, but she couldn't have been Aunt May in either one of these other two. No, she was still in high school. Theories. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. wouldn't. 
I'm not even saying her, but a younger actor yeah. playing. They had to be like grandparents' age in these yeah. other two movies. Right. They, they had to. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked in that series, though. You yeah. know. So Marvel again, just hitting the nail on the head yeah. with it. I love so. I'm probably gonna go with Sally Field and uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen as my favorite, but there's something nostalgic about just the. I don't even know their names. Oh, it's. Cliff Robertson and Rosemary Harris. Yeah. yeah. Like seeing them is like just that sweet old couple. I know. And it And they shouldn't have been Aunt May and Uncle Uncle Ben. They should have been Grandma and Grandpa because they yeah. were so old. They were. So old. Like how old were his parents? I want to know. She talked like an old woman. She did. Especially by three. Yeah. When she's praying and then the goblin comes yes. in and <laughs> I love them though. I love them yeah, though. And they're, they're great. Good. Especially right before uh, Uncle Ben gets shot, and those couple interactions they have with each other in the in the car mm-hmm. are really really good. Yeah. But then you can't. It's this. It's almost comparable with Andrew Garfield and Martin Sheen, truly, yeah. because the inter, There's a lot of chemistry b- between both sets. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, his emotions. Well, let's I like just, how he. Let's just go ahead and get into okay. it with the Amazing Spider-Man's because we're gonna cover those five movies today. But uh, what were you gonna say? I was going to say, Andrew Garfield, with the way his emotions are, like, when he's hurting, it comes out also as anger, but, like, in a lot of the, a lot through those two movies, and especially that first one when he's fighting with Uncle Ben and stuff, but he's crying, and he's hurting, and it looks real. I would say, number one, he's a better actor than Tommy McGuire is. Yeah. Number two, giving him the, the youthful cockiness as well as the anger, the bitterness, and the, you know, mix it with some scared or sad balance as well. Mm-hmm. We don't get any humor out of Tobey Maguire. So by three, we're really done with just mopey Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell with Andrew Garfield, I would say even better than with Tom Holland, he takes those those deaths seriously. Yeah. That character does. And he's got to suck as, as, not suck as a guy, but just be in misery. Yeah. Because a lot of people die in those movies. Way more than in, in this Spider-Man version. Mm-hmm. Those amazing Spider-Man movies, because he loses Uncle Ben. And then at the end of that movie, Gwen's dad dies. Yeah. Which he, he wasn't really close with him. No, but he made him a prom- promise, yes. which linked them together yes. regardless. Whether he knew him very well or not. And then at the end of that movie, she dies. Mm-hmm. It's like, the sequel, yeah. 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 I would just quit. Yeah. I would yeah. quit and move to a foreign country and go by Night yeah. Monkey. And literally nobody dies other than Uncle Ben with Topher Tobey Maguire, and he's yeah. got to quit in the second one because he can't get MJ. I know. He loses his powers just because he can't get... I'm not sure how much um, adult Peter works in live action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just don't know how well it works. I think the drama between a kid going to high school, struggling with being a kid, and then um, trying to hide that, keep that secret. When he's a grown man, it's like, it seems like it should be easier to balance at this point. Yeah. You know, Batman can do it. And right. you have superpowers, and he didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't come home literally all bruised up because if a guy hits you, it doesn't, yeah. isn't, it doesn't hurt. So when he's an adult, he should be able to balance this more. I get it. Tobey Maguire's ego was his biggest battle yeah. in those movies, especially in the third one. Bah. Uh, I would rather watch 
just highlight reels of Jar Jar Binks from episodes one and two. Yeah. Then watch that third movie again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oof, I don't know. Because when he's sitting there talking about himself, I'm just... What'd you think of the villains in the second iteration of Spider-Man movies? Yeah, I I like them leading off with Dr. Connors as uh, the main villain in it because we didn't get to see that in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah. And they set it up perfectly. They could have easily done that because he was... Tobe Maguire's college teacher or professor, and uh, he, uh, they could have easily set that up to be the villain in the third one, and they just, they missed, and so I was glad to get to see, what's his name, Crocodile Man, I don't, the lizard, the lizard, whatever, he's the lizard, the lizard, yeah, he's not a crocodile, sorry, uh, did you see that face, (laughs) he's got snout, snout. he's got snout, oh, there's no snout, no snout, oh, he's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, so I like that, and then the sequel, as far as making Spider-Man 2, you get in, again, you swing and a miss. They went with Spider-Man 3, and they just tried to put, cram too many villains into one. And they tried you, to cram all villains in that movie. You had, what, Electro? Uh, who else was a villain? Oh, you had Electro. You had um, the Goblin again with Harry, Harry's Goblin. Yeah. Which he, he could have done good. I, I think he looked creepy. I don't know why they took that serum to like the next level of, because like in Sam Raimi's Spider Man, it really just enhanced him physically. It made him kind of super soldier esque, William Defoe. Yeah, because that green gas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they took the route of, oh, you've got a disease that nobody can cure, so take this medicine, and this medicine turns you into a freak. You want to talk about a swing and a miss? You got Chris Cooper laying in a bed pretending to be, uh. Norman Osborn, that's a swing and a miss. Yeah. Cause you didn't, he didn't do anything but die. Yeah. I think they could have used Chris Cooper. I think Chris Cooper could have pulled off a goblin. Even if he was like an over-the-hill goblin, like he's been goblining for a while. Goblin. Goblining. <laughs> Here we go, a goblining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, so he's walking around with a cane because he's decrepit, but yeah. every now and then he gets angry, so he goes and hops on his glider and tries mm-hmm. to blow something up. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, I think he could have pulled it off. So I don't know why they and they could have gotten anybody to lay in that bed. They're gonna kill him off anyways. Literally anyone, unless your intention was to bring him back and use him again later, which was a fail. Uh, a fail. And then you got obviously Paul Giamatti's uh, Rhino. Rhino, which you see the final scene, and he's not even actually Rhino. He's just in a robotic like. He's just a suit, yeah. and he's a bank robber, which. I think that was issue anyways in the in the comics, but is it Rob Banks? Yeah, I would much rather see just some genetically engineered, yeah, crazy person. Yeah, he just had this horn sticking out of his head, very like a juggernaut like, yeah. and he's just, oh, I can run through this building and it doesn't give me a headache. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, if you're gonna go with manipulating the Green Goblin to like super long fingers and just like yeah. being. Let's get some real rhino in here. And well, yeah, I mean, you can. You got a guy that created a serum that turned him into a lizard. Yeah. Can't you Harden this guy's that's... skin. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, they missed. And, and Giamatti would have been a great rhino, too, like if they would have actually been able to use Not like Russian Giamatti. Yeah. What do you think of uh, uh, Emma Stone as Gwen? Gwen Stacy. Oh, I like that. That was better than um, Bryce Dallas Howard in the other version. 
But they really shoehorned her character into that third Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I think Emma Stone did a did a great job. She could have played Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy, and that would have worked for mm-hmm. me. She's a good actress. Yeah. And then you had uh, Felicity Jones in there for a brief instance as uh, as uh, Felicia, also known as Black Cat. Oh. I don't remember Black Cat. You don't remember Black Cat from like the, the games? Mm-mm. Spider-Man games? No. That's the only reason I remember. Oh. It was like a bad... It was a Catwoman. Oh, okay. It was a Catwoman. How do you think, how do you think Jamie Foxx fit into this, like, as Electro? Should they have gotten somebody else to play him? Or do you think if the script would have been better, he would have been okay? No, I think it would have been fine if they'd have tweaked his character and made it more realistic. Okay. Because I think... The new Tom Holland movie's gonna nail whatever he is. Yeah. If they went with that version in this movie, it would have been a better movie. Oh, and you get BJ Novak in there too. Uh, uh, the Office is on. Yeah, he's the, he's his boss. He's yeah. Jamie Foxx's boss in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all everything about Andrew Garfield's Spider Man I like more. We even get the introduction of uh, web shooters as opposed to just creepy web wrists. And I don't even mind the web wrist. That doesn't bother me that much. No. It's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Some of the most iconic stuff from that movie is the cafeteria scene where he's dragging that lunch tray because yeah. he can't figure out how to get rid of it. Again, more horror-esque. Oh, yeah. Like just yeah. actually oh, turning into a spider. Watching the hairs come out of yeah. his fingers and you're like, I didn't need to see that, but that makes completely that makes complete sense yeah. how that's what that is, even though... It obviously doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense when he has his shoes on climbing the wall, but. No. Well, how does any of Spider-Man do that? Those little hairs grow long (laughs) enough that they poke through his. Like a rusty nail. They pop through the burlap and they can still climb. That's what what I'm going with. I think their hands are just strong enough that they can. But how? He doesn't grab a hold of anything. Suction cup. Not like he's grabbing something, pulling himself up. That's true. That. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's much funnier. Andrew Garfield's Spider Man is much funnier. I love that scene when he's in the car with the car thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Car thief keeps trying to get out, and he's just like. What I don't like is, they they tried to play up his strength. Which I like because Spider Man is ridiculously strong, and none of none of the movies have done him justice in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had the scenes where he like he played basketball against Flash. He was very seventeen again esque, like mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, here's the ball. Here's the ball. And then he just shatters the backboard. Like, how could this kid do any of this? Yeah. Or the scene when he catches the football and throws it back. Oh, and, and literally the- dents the post like. How is no one bringing that to anyone's attention right, yeah. at all? Yeah. Broad daylight. He did that in front of 25 people. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. If you think about, go back to off Spider-Man topic, actually off Marvel topic, go into Man of Steel when Superman was a kid and he pulled the bus up. Nobody, like, other than the kids on the bus, they didn't go out and tell everybody about it. They just kind of talked amongst themselves. And everyone, well, I beg to differ. I think that movie did it. A decent job of explaining, like, word got around about this kid. 
even that you could chalk up to he had super strength because of adrenaline going through his body and he was able to lift the bus out of the water. And I don't even think they said he lifted the bus out of the water, that he was the only one that got everyone else out. Mm, that's true. Anyways. It's the it's the kid trumped down on the kid trapped under the car mom super strength oh. thing. Homie mommy. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, the the guy who was trapped. Tim? No. Timmy? Jimmy. Timmy? It was Jim. It was Jim, but he called him Little Jimmy. <laughs> That's I mean, no way to talk to your mother. <laughs> I miss that movie so much. Uh, oh, if only my dad listened to this, he would he would get that one. <laughs> <laughs> he just referenced that movie like three days ago. <laughs> Call me mommy. Gosh. But anyways, it's that kind of stuff. I want to see him do that stuff in the suit. Nobody knows who it is, but he can do incredible things. Mm-hmm. You know, the bus scene in Spider-Man Two is a perfect example to me of him just roping, yeah. roping buildings to stop that train. That's a great scene, and we get a great depiction, another great depiction of New York coming together to support Spider-Man. It's a necessity that every Spider-Man movie needs. He's about to fall and they catch him. Remember the, On the hand, crane? The hand going around. Oh, no. that. Okay. In yes. that one. Yes. All of those movies have one. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man has one where yeah. they all the the guy gets the crane operators to all like come together yes. so he can swing and get to the even in the original one, Spider-Man, the first one, there's a scene when he's fighting William Defoe's Green Goblin and he's about to lose. And then out of nowhere, like a wrench hits him on the head, remember? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it looks up at the bridge and it's just New Yorkers yeah. angry. Like yeah. <laughs> every Spider Man movie needs that. Because Spider Man needs saving too. Yep. Yeah. It's just funny that, like, in The Amazing Spider Man, they did the crane scene where he needed something to. Because in Sam Raimi trilogy, you wouldn't see that because he just. He just webs around Webs stuff. to the yeah. air and he's yeah. nothing. Even in the Tom Holland versions, you get him, like, intentionally webbing helicopters and yeah. different things because he has to web something. Yeah. What's your preference between web wrists or mechanical web shooters? I prefer the mechanical web shooters. It's more comic book accurate and it just looks cooler. It adds like, a dramatic element too because... And he can actually... He, like, they can loop, oh, go they out. Can, yeah. You know, I, or he can run out. Yeah. Or they can break or whatever. It does add, uh, add elements. So it makes him vulnerable. Yeah. I agree. And there's that scene when he's fighting Electro and all those people are getting shocked or are about to get shocked going up those stairs. Uh-huh. And he's only got the one. And the whole thing is done in slow motion. I think that's a really well done shot mm-hmm. to show off his abilities. I'll be honest, though. it's Sally Fields in that one I don't like as much. I think it's the second one. Because she gets, like, angry. She's very sad and yeah. angry. and But it's just... Like, my boy. She's just naggy the whole time. Whereas, like, Peter Parker talking to, uh, what, uh, Peter Parker talking to Rosemary Harris. He's very gentle with her in all the movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think he wants her to have a heart attack. She yells at him, though. A couple times. Yeah. When she's trying to give him the money. At what point does she find out he's Spider-Man? It's in the second one. No, it's got to be in the it's third one. It's in the third one. Does she ever? Yeah. I don't... I don't remember now. I don't know. The second one, she finds out that Peter was actually at... Right there when Uncle Ben yes. died. Yes. 
And in the third one, she tells him the story of how they swam out to an island and he proposed. And mm-hmm. ah, that movie. Oh, I don't like sand. <laughs> Timely reference. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think both iterations failed in the same way. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything to take away from that is what not to do in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm very nervous that the newest one is doing the exact same thing. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to have that issue because, one, you got Kevin Feige heading it all up. He knows what he's doing. He's been building this universe and this giant empire from the beginning. And if they can bring in this multiverse and other Spider-Mans... I'm not really coughing. Anyways... (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think it's gonna fail because I think I don't think it's gonna fail either. I think they're gonna be able to do all the villains that are gonna be in it justice, and the story itself is going to have more direction than the other two had. Yeah, it's not gonna feel forced because they've been building this. For I mean, years. Even if you just go back to Civil War, where they introduced Spider-Man's character. Yeah, they've been building it for six years. Mm-hmm. So everything's established. All all groundwork is laid. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about villains that are in all the movies we're talking about right now. Even all of their groundwork is laid. You don't have to do anything. Right. Except explain how they all ended up in the same room together. Right. And then let them duke it out. And see how Benedict Cumberbatch fits into any of it. Because he's the only piece to me that's like out of place. Because it doesn't feel like a Spider-Man movie because he's in it yeah. to me. Feels like Spider-Man's in a Doctor Strange movie. Well, because aren't... Th- are they not going to have a Doctor Strange multiverse movie? Yeah. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. But he's already in a multiverse movie right now. Yeah. Weird. Is this movie going to take... Is this movie actually taking place in the real... I would, MCU I would timeline? Yeah, I think so, yeah. In the MCU timeline, yeah. Oh, they established that, I think, with Dr. Octopus when he's like, do you know this guy? Mm-hmm. He says, no, that's not the Peter that I know. So it's obviously... Yeah. But, I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm stoked. We already got our tickets, so... Yes, we did. Uh, and we're going to, uh, two weeks from now, talk about in-depth, more MCU-related and specifically Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff, yes. all leading up to... Um, our review of the new one, which is going to come out uh, that weekend yep. of the 17th. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy talking about these movies, even though I don't necessarily enjoy watching all of them anymore. Yeah. Because even that first one, I don't go out of my way to watch. The William Defoe one? Yeah, no. Because I'm like, I know it. I know it forwards and backwards. I, we used to have watch parties and watch these movies. Mm-hmm. and. That's the thing. I've watched these Spider-Man movies, or I haven't watched any of these Spider-Man movies until we were going to record this. It's been probably a couple years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's not because they're bad movies. It's just I've watched them so much. I'm just like, okay, I don't need to watch them anymore. I know. Uh, But it was nice to review them and stuff again for this. But, yeah, I'm not. Okay, so you're ranking the first five Spider-Man films in order. Go. These five? Yeah. Ooh. I, I know I just Best had you worse. Rank, like 
Yeah, best to worst. I know I just had you rank your top okay. three of the original. Okay. But. I'm going to go Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Okay. Pretty similar. It's the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. I could easy, one and two are so interchangeable for me. Yeah. That I just stick with one because you wouldn't have two if you didn't have one. Yeah. They're not, I can't, I'm not going to go out and say like one's greater than the other because I think they're pretty equal. Uh, I just remember watching Spider Man 2 the most growing up. I feel like anytime you came over and we were going to watch a movie, that was when we turned on. Yeah. You know, the, what I want to see in this new movie, if I could extrapolate on this a little bit for you. Okay. Um, there's the scene in the trailer where Doc Hawk is standing there and MJ, Peter, and Ned are standing there. Yeah. And they're like, what's your name again? And he says, Doc Hawk, and they start laughing. I just want him to say, did any of you guys leave a roll of $20 bills out in the parking lot wrapped <laughs> in a rubber band? And they're like, what? Why? Because I found the rubber band. That's what I want to see happen. <laughs> That'd be great. That was awesome. Just to break the ice. Because it works so well the first time. I don't know why. Okay, I'm not even going to get into it because we'll talk about it next week more in depth with Doc Ock stuff, especially from episode Spider-Man 2 and how that's going to play into this new one because Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say it because it it has more to do with that than it does Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, But I am interested to talk about it. This is, I think, going to be a little bit shorter. you have anything else to say right now? No, I got nothing else. Um, yeah, just other than go uh, Apple Music, give us a review, or Apple Podcast, and give, leave us a review. Uh, and Yeah, go uh, find us over on, on Apple Podcast, us. on Google Podcasts, on Overcast, on Spotify, anywhere you can find a, a podcast, you can listen to us. And uh, go hit, up, hit us up on Instagram. Tell me, tell us what your favorite Spider-Man movie is. Yeah. Because we want to know. We do. We really do want to know. So we can send clap hand emojis back. Prayer hands. Clap hands. Pretty sure it's a high five. I think it's a high five. A high five. Thumbs up. Sure. I just always, thumbs up means conversation's over. See ya. <laughs> and out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, no. Yep. Two weeks, we'll have the next one. and uh, Be ready for Spider-Man review. Yeah. Spider-Man no way home. No way home. There's no way home. Spider-Man homeward bound. Spider-Man, there's no place like home. Spider-Man home, home on the range. We could do this all day. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks. Bye.